Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to another episode of the Six Radio Training. It's I cool the forest. And as always, I'm joined by my co-producer, Clear Firebreather. Today on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, this is our season finale, season four, episode 13, the last episode in this season before the Yard Skeptics ride off into the sunset on our. Uh, I guess winter hiatus. Yes. <laughs> and we emerge the spring uh, sometime region. But what a season has been quite a few fire episodes, the last two episodes especially, given that we have been following a, a, a developing sex scandal that is rocking the Moravian church in Jamaica and has really forced Jamaicans both at home and abroad to confront what exactly is going on in these churches and and indeed all places of power that have to interact with children, the kind of abuses which take place in in these institutions and how it has been affecting Mm -hmm. uh, children and how it has been playing out in Jamaica. And we'll definitely be talking about that today on our season finale, looking at the relationship between church and state. Yes, yes, we have Why a special guest today. To arrest the other. <laughs> uh-huh. We have a very, very, very special guest today, Dr. Latoya Lazarus, um, yes. who has looked at at this, uh, this 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 situation very closely. Um, she is uh, she, in fact, did a dissertation, a doctoral dissertation, on the whole business of the church and the law, examining the role of Christianity in shaping sexual politics in Jamaica. Um, yep. So I think it is, it is very, very relevant and topical now. Um, so yep. we'll be bringing in her in a little late in the show. I think we're still hoping to have before her Stella Gibson of the Tambourine Army. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Stella Gibson has been a local advocate on social media and, and elsewhere as it relates to this developing sex scandal in the Moravian Church. And we're going to get her to talk about what her organization, the Tamarine Army, has been doing. Maybe she mm-hmm. could tell us a little bit about how the name came about as well. I hope she can talk about that. 
It's um, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, as 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 Christina Fenton is saying in our chat room, Trump is a jackass. You know, he lacks the capa- the cognitive capacity to plan anything. But um, but he's worse than that, I think. I mean, he's a he's I think a a a, a dangerous a dangerous xenophobic fascist, a racist. Um, you know, who is now to me carrying out perhaps one of the greatest assaults on the American Constitution that certainly I have seen in my lifetime. Oh my goodness! You yeah. know, yeah. so. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm, I envy you, Clive. You are actually in a country with a with a CN, with a CN head of government in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So I wanted to build a wall to keep Americans in. That's that's, that's the idea. <laughs> to keep the craziness in because my goodness, you know, um, one would think that some of these promises were really the, 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 the work of, of, of madness, you know, um, delusion. Yes. But yes. here it is. Fine, he's trying to, 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 to fulfill all his campaign promises, um, yes. even if it means trampling all over the American Constitution. Right, right. And, and you notice that, you notice that there's, been, there's been almost nothing from, from leading congressional leaders on this development. You know, despite the fact that some of them, notably Paul Ryan, and indeed um, Mike, uh, Mike Spence, had previously um, denounced the idea of having any kind of Muslim ban. Yeah. You know, oh, um, Trump goodness. is trying to pretend now that it's not really a Muslim ban; it's really just a ban on 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 on, on immigrants from from targeted countries, as if you yeah. know, as if as if as if. Religion is not part of the mix, you know. Yeah, and, and, the, and these are countries. I mean, I mean, where you've had no. I mean, that have had no national. No, there have been no nationals from those countries that have attacked the U.S. or been part yeah, of any yeah. plot. Um, so it, it's it's it's. I mean, it's it's absolutely absolutely insane. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just. <laughs> and, oh my goodness. And, and of course, the protests continue. The protests, the demonstrations, uh, persons are still taken to the streets. Um, mm-hmm. There was a protest in, in a, a, a couple of airports. So, yes. you know, it, it's not even two weeks since this guy has been inaugurated. Barely and, a week. Barely a week. Yeah, and it's falling apart. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I think I was, I was watching, I think, AM Joy this morning on MSNBC, you know, and I think one of the commentators was saying that, you know, now is the time to have, you know, to mobilize the fourth arm of government, you know, which is the people. Um, you know, so I, I think that that is going to have to be um, the order of the day if there's going to be any any real realistic chance any realistic opportunity of 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 curbing these very dangerous excesses um by this by this brand new trump government um i'm i'm really i'm i'd be interested to see you know how caricom governments respond that would be um i mean i suspect that um you know they'll be relatively muted muted in their response, you know, I mean, given the, you know, the role that the U.S. plays generally 
in, in, in trade and, and, and economic relations. Um, right. But um, we'll have to we'll we'll have to see. Mm. So um, you know, but I am I'm, I'm, um, certainly this is an opportunity for for you know the Democratic Party to get it get its act together. I mean, there's a lot of organic um, activism already going on. Um, you know, so in cricket terms, I have a pitch on which they can play. It's being rolled right, for them. Right. You know. <laughs> Well, we'll come to the first break shortly. Have all get end up with us so that we could talk about the for organization, the tambourine, and then we'll allow um, Latoya Lazarus, Dr. Latoya Lazarus, to lay the foundation of, of the, her research that she has been doing. Um, tell us a little bit about her dissertation and hopefully bring um, in one during that discussion on the several points. Give yes. that he is he is the Christology uh in Jamaica oh, right yes. now. I would definitely like to get some of his views. Um he's not one of the you, you, you know, you have the, 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 the kind of rap head um Christian. He's not one of those uh, no, no, no. <laughs> he's conservative, but he's not the the, 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 the rap head and sprinkle with water and pleading the blood and no man, no. Ian is a Christian. Ian is a thinking Christian, and I've always had a lot of regard for him for that. I might not agree, but always agree. I always have to respect the fact that he's a thinking Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, no doubt, no yes. doubt. And and he has been so gracious as to invite both Hillier and myself onto his um, program in Jamaica, Religious Hard Talk, and yes, um, we'll, we'll probably talk about some of the points coming out of those when Dr. Lazarus um, comes on as well. So we're heading to the first break right now. Um, and I'm going to give you one of the blasts from the past that we've had on the show. This is a shout out to the Free Thinking Island, David and Joy. We are waiting for your comeback as well. This is Shelly Single. Yes. Mm. to the other skeptics with us, show persons in the chat room. We see you. Your life, get ready. Want to questions from the chat room as well. Are they really deserve it? 
My name is Clyde the Cold Old Forester, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hilary the Fibre, the Sobers. Yes, sir. Wow. Today on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we are up against our season finale, season four, episode 13. What a season it has been, and uh-huh. we've been really getting some uh, good guests uh, for, for the past mm-hmm. few weeks, and really keeping this discussion on the unfolding Moravian church sex scandal that's going on in Jamaica. And we're going to talk to one of the most uh, vocal activists, certainly on social media, who has been there with the story since it broke late last year, and mm-hmm. who has subsequently formed a, a movement called the Tambourine Army. And we're going to bring in for you uh, Stella Gibson. Stella, are you hearing us clearly? Yes, I'm hearing you clearly, Clive. Hi, All Stella. Right, welcome to the show. Hi, hi. How you doing, Hilaire? Pretty good, pretty good. All right. Nice to hear from you, Stella Gibson. Stella Gibson. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us, first of all, your initial reactions and, and, and how you felt when you heard this, um, this story broke late last year that a, a pastor, a senior pastor in the, in the Moravian church um, was caught in a sexually compromising position with a minor in the community. What were some of your initial thoughts mm-hmm. right there and there? Unfortunately, I wasn't surprised mm-hmm. because uh, uh, several years ago, you know, I would have heard stories about some of the the happenings uh, in the church. But, uh, you know, it was uh, always very under talk. We didn't want to call people name and that sort of thing. But there are persons who knew what was happening. Um, and, and so when I when I saw the news item, I really wasn't surprised Okay. That uh, you know something like that uh, was happening, 
Yeah. I, I think though that, that I'm not sure what it did, but it, it sparked something in me and perhaps in other persons, you know, we just decided in that moment that enough was enough, which is what uh, um, made way for the, the Say Their Names uh, movement mm-hmm. that is also associated with the tambourine army, where for a very long time, mm-hmm. you know, when persons uh, hear about uh, rape cases or any case of sexual violence, you, you, you hear that it's a businessman or a community leader or a member of the clergy, nobody calling anybody's name, even though some of us may know the name of these right. perpetrators, you know, and, and that, uh, I think, when, when the story broke and after it broke and persons began to share some of their experiences and, and so on, you know, we decided that, uh, you know, the, 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 the business of being silent about uh, the names of perpetrators, you know, had to stop because we recognize that uh, that is actually what uh, was perpetuating the cycle, the uh, silence about I, who the perpetrator yeah. is. Yes, right. isn't that danger that. though? But isn't that danger though? In sort of calling names, um, without it without it being accompanied by some sort of due process. I mean, and, um, I, and, and I know you've had I know you've had a little pushback from some on, yes. on that, and I'd be curious to hear your perspective on on that particular dimension. I, yes, I, I acknowledge that a few persons mm. have. Uh, communicated that to me privately and publicly, you know, that there is a danger um, with seeing the names of perpetrators and that some persons may decide to essentially, you know, dot your people's mm-hmm. name or spoil them reputation and so on. And and, mm-hmm. and my response to that is this, mm-hmm. that uh, we, we operate mm-hmm. in a judicial system where, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty, yeah? Right, right. When it comes on to sexual violence, I have a problem with that principle because mm-hmm. what it means is that you are going to tell a survivor, the right. first thing you're going to tell a survivor is that we do not believe you. You are lying. That is mm-hmm. what the presumption of innocence um, does. And I find that to be problematic in the case of uh, um, sexual violence, especially mm-hmm. when it is... Uh, perpetrated against children. It means mm-hmm. that I am supposed to say to a child that, you know, I don't believe mm-hmm. you, but I'm going to try and see if I can find, you yeah. know, uh, evidence, uh, witnesses, mm-hmm. etc., to, to maybe convince a judge or, 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 mm-hmm. or a jury that uh, right. you could possibly be telling but the Stella, truth. But Stella, but yes. Stella, I mean, uh, from, a, from a, well, of course, I'm, 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 I'm legally trained. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I would have to say to you that the presumption of innocence doesn't necessarily mean I don't believe you. Um, what what it does mean is that in order to overturn that presumption of innocence, I, I need to have, from a prosecutor's standpoint, um, evidence beyond reasonable doubt that I can convince you. No, but I understand that, you know, my yes. challenge, though, is yes. that because of the nature of, mm-hmm. of, 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 of crimes associated with sexual violence. Right. It's very difficult for you to say to a nine-year-old girl or mm-hmm. a 20-year-old woman or mm-hmm. whatever a, her age may be that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, th- this is all just technical legalese, legal language, mm-hmm. whatever, and we have to use this to... Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think yeah. we're, um, and we're, we're an issue of sexual violence uh, um, or, or an allegation of sexual violence mm-hmm. is made that we, we I think we need to treat it differently. 
Um, yeah. For the same reason, I think, for example, that uh, where you have cases of, of um, child sexual violence um, or, 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 or rape, that mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't think that a, a juror, you know, mm-hmm. should make a decision about whether the, 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 the accused or the defendant is in fact guilty. Because when you look at what happened a few years ago, for example, mm. I think it was maybe in St. Elizabeth, um, I may have the parish wrong, where there was DNA evidence and the, the, the pastor got off the mm. charge. And it was largely because of the influence that he had in the community and mm-hmm. clearly, you know, over the, the drawers and so on. And, 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 and so I think those, even though we have... Um, you know, due process, and we talk about natural justice. I don't yeah. think that how natural justice works in Jamaica right now mm-hmm. does much mm-hmm. good, if any at all, yeah. the survivors, especially where the survivors are children or where you, you, the, the survivors are um, now grown women, but right. the crime was committed against them, you know, from, from childhood. Okay. Right, right, but are you not? So, so, but are you not, in a sense, advance before Clive comes in? But are you not, in a sense, advocating for a kind of presumption of guilt? I am okay with that because okay. of the nature of the crime. I'm okay. Ah, okay. It's it's okay. So in, I give you another example. In Jamaica mm-hmm. right now, when you talk about if a, if a, if a twelve year old if a twelve mm-hmm. year old is raped by five six men one time, right? When that 12-year-old is walking around in the community and all of that. Mm-hmm. Everybody um, assigns the shame to her, call mm-hmm. her all kinds of names. You right. don't hear anything about the perpetrator. The perpetrators are probably never found, never spoken mm-hmm. of. But, you you know, yeah. there's this shame that we attach to that little girl. Little girl, right? right. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, some of that uh, is uh, as a result of this presumption of innocence. Yeah. You know where where cases of sexual violence um uh, mm-hmm. are concerned, and I believe and, that and it's of, of course in Jamaica we don't have a problem with calling the name of that girl. It, it, that, exactly, and yeah. I think that if it is that we really really want to get rid of uh, sexual violence, we have to begin to change how we operate in terms of getting justice for survivors. We have to first shift the shame away from the survivor. That is one of the yeah. main challenges I think we have. We shame little girls, we shame women, we mm-hmm. shame little boys, whoever they may be. We yeah. shame our survivors. We don't believe them. Many, many young girls will tell you that, you know, um, they, they, they said it to their mothers or they said it to their grandmother or their dad mm-hmm. and they did not believe them. Or they told a big sister and the sister did not believe them. And when you 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 experience something like that and you say mm-hmm. to somebody who you trust that yes. this happened to me and that person does not believe you, it really messes you up. But it's right. something that what we need is a cultural right. Yes, we so... do. We need a cultural shift. Yes. And I think two things are critical to that cultural shift. The first mm-hmm. one is moving the shame away from the survivor. And mm-hmm. saying the names of perpetrators, because a lot of mm-hmm. us are afraid to say, say names, and the, the pushback that you spoke about, a lot of people, um, advocates, people in the legal fraternity, um, people in in the church, you know, they're, they're saying, you know, um, they're going to, they're worried because uh, defamation suits going come left, right, and center, and all of that, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and the threat, the threat of defamation. 
mm-hmm. is what a lot of persons are trying to use to silence me, and I suspect to silence some survivors. Yeah. Even the, 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 the recent case that was um, brought before the, uh, well, I'm not sure if it's in the court yet, but the arrests that were made, the two, the, 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 the VP and the, and the president for the PEC, yeah. for the right. Church. Gibson. Right. After the arrest was made, the lawyer um, published a statement that we are now learning, based on what the, the general legal counsel said, that it was not in accordance with how lawyers are expected to, 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 to carry out their duties. Because what that lawyer did in the statement was to suggest, one, that the they are, the accuser is lying and that they're going to sue the state and the accuser for defamation. They're going to sue the state for um, false imprisonment and, and all kinds of things. And so when that uh-uh. is the response of a, of a yeah. um, I'm, I probably didn't see the statement. I should probably send it to you. Yeah. But when that is the response of a defense lawyer, you right. can understand why the cycle of sexual abuse is, perp- yes. um, is perpetuated. And, and we have to get rid of, of that. Carpet. So yes. Stella, you, this, you ignited, right, some, you ignited some a firestorm. You ignited I, a firestorm. I, I, I don't know if it's me. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Stella. The hashtag save their name. Um, yes. ha, you know, really and truly set off a spark. And, and somehow this transformed into the, the tambourine army. Could you tell yes. us who the tambourine army is? Are you unlimited to talk about the origin of the name as well? <laughs> But I think, no, I can. Um, okay. In, you know, a few weeks ago, I probably wouldn't have. Um, so, yes. so one of the pushback um, that I, I, I got um, was as a result of what led to the very name, Tambourine uh-huh. Army, yes. uh-huh. right? Um, so I think uh, uh, a few weeks ago, I went to a church service at a, a Moravian church, and the, the minister who was... Uh, present at the church, you know, was there going on and on um, with his uh, holier-than-thou self about how the the church needs to address everything that's happening and they have to reach out to women's groups and reach out to people who are also external to the church, you know, for guidance because it is something that we need to fix and going on Mm -hmm. and on, you know. Yes. Um, and, and this is the same minister. This is the same minister who was arrested, right? Right. Okay. So when, 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 when the service was done, because I was very angry because of information that mm-hmm. I had. I was very angry, and I suspect maybe, you know, I, I thought in my better judgment that it was a good idea to give him what I'm now calling a musical wake-up call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that mean? musical wake up call involved the use of an instrument, which is a tambourine. <laughs> you know, and and, and <laughs> within one hour of, of that musical wake up call, um, it it, it it spread like wildfire. You know, that everybody. Was, that was a tamb- <laughs> that was a tambourine clap heard all around Jamaica. So, so yeah, musical, but I'm trying to understand. So you you had the tambourine. How how did you come in possession of a tambourine? Were you like no money? Were you in a, in a, in a former the, life? Were, were you no money belonged to the church? church? No, no. It, I just saw it on the on the speaker, and I, I I thought you know why not? Yes. 
And you grab and the tambourine. And I must tell you, no, you know. I must tell what you, no. What song was going on at the time? He said that, you know. He keeps me that, you know. He keeps me that, you know. When I'm hungry, I got Jesus. And you just give him one clap for the tambourine. Come on, church is done. We'll wait till church is done. <laughs> Oh, yes, well, all right. So we, 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 we're so coming yeah, up that, on another that's... break right now. We're coming up on another yeah. break right now, um, Stella. Uh, I don't know if you want to just hang on after the break, and then we'll give you just a, another few minutes to conclude before we go to Latoya Lazarus. All right, right? No problem. So just stand yeah. by. We're going to a quick break right now, and then we'll, right. we'll come back. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Keep the questions and the discussion going in the chat room. Stay tuned. This is Bob Marley with Talking Blues.
Hi, hi everybody. We're back. Um, can you can you hear me, Latoya Lazarus? Yes, I can. Okay, Ian Boyne, are you there? I'm here earlier. Yeah, man. My apologies. I I had it. I booked you from one o'clock, but I wanted to test you from 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 twelve fifteen <laughs> and let you go. But anyway, yeah. I won't keep yeah. you too long. But um, right. let me first welcome Latoya Lazarus. Um, Dr. Latoya Lazarus, our special guest today, who's going to be talking to us about her 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 epic work, her magnum opus um, on 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 the church, the law, um, religion, and, and and sexuality. Welcome, Dr. Lazarus. Thanks for having me. Yes, ma'am. Um, I know you're currently based at the Sir Arthur Lewis Institute of Social and Economic Studies at uh, UA Hill. Um, but mm-hmm. tell me, I mean, how did you come to be, you know, what 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 made you interested in this area? Um, I mean, and what were what 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 were the research questions generally that you are seeking to answer? Okay. So I came to the area when I was looking at um, sexual discourse um, on HIV and AIDS, and at the end of it, I always left back to the because it's not so in the Bible. Mm-hmm. We always kept seeing that. So we kind of thought of the idea that maybe there's a church operation that seems to, to outweigh um, state or sexual law. Yes. Or sometimes church wide with it. Mm-hmm. So I dropped HIV and AIDS um, section of the thesis and started to look at um, sexual orientation and the church of rights. Yes. When the church was based around the sexual orientation included. Mm-hmm. And so there were church law operating what was the relationship between church and state. And was um Christian activism or Christian discourse um impacting sexual politics in Jamaica. Right. And what kind of Christian discourse. Right. And right. that part the last part was um as a person was advised as a Christian I often mm-hmm. I started to look at it and step back and ask, and I realized I started to see the complexity in amongst Christians and Jamaican Christians. Yes. And and so I, I wanted to look at the multiple voices around mm-hmm. sexualities in, in Jamaica and now I extended it to bargainers as well. Yes, yes. Well, before I bring in Ian, because I know Ian, I want to bring in him early because I know he has to go soon. But I know you you mentioned Ian Boyne a lot in your in your dissertation as one of these voices. Now, um, I mean, how do you characterize Ian Boyne? I mean, you know what well, what contribution does he make to this, to discourse? <laughs> well, I, when I mentioned um, Ian Boyne, in fact, I sent him an email. Asking yes. to interview him, but I can't get any response. But I didn't mention him as you were mentioning him as a as a Christian apologist. In fact, I I found his video program um well television data right. supports for me. Mhm. Not to say, um Caribbean, but at your house, I would go back and forth. Yes. Yes. So my, my analysis was based on um discourse. Yes. So you know, with with some interviews um to collaborate of. But mm-hmm. so yes, I I would describe it as I, I thought I think 
I it's not a but I still do things work, especially for religious part of very useful for academics yeah. and, and anybody who wants to get more new insight into the religious landscape of Jamaica. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, the, the you could describe them as the Christian apology. That's is that new to I, I haven't described them as in fact I found a lot of what he was saying insightful. Yes, yes, yes. And that's one of the first makers I was publicly addressing the issues. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. quite so. Quite so. Let me bring in Ian. Ian, I know see you're you're a, you're a fertile source of academic research on these matters. I mean, yes. you're a large man. Ian, go ahead. Dr. Lazarus has been very um, kind. Unfortunately, she was breaking up. I wasn't able to, to hear her as, um, as well Sorry, as Sorry, we're going to try and fix that. Yeah, as I am. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted um, to, but mm-hmm. I I very strongly oppose uh, uh, theocratic notions of the of the state. Yes. I disagree with with fellow Christians vehemently yes. on the privileging of Christianity, which they mm-hmm. would want to see in a society. Mm-hmm. I think that in a pluralistic society, there has to be. The strong demarcation between church and the state. Yes. I think church uh, should, in the whole marketplace of ideas, mm-hmm. try to influence um, uh, thought, uh, try to impact the public square, but it shouldn't do so. Right. The kind of privileged position. Mm-hmm. It really ought not to be granted any uh, special status. Because of, of of its position, mm-hmm. I, I believe I, I believe that the church should try to influence values. The church okay. should try to influence the, the 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 norms of the society. But I yes. do not think that it ought to have state sanction. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think okay. it needs state sanction in yes. order to carry out its its role as. Uh, you know, a, a carrier of, of, of values. So yes. that even yeah. if you take the main arguments of the church that they need to propagate the gospel and they need to impact the society, they mm-hmm. can do that quite effectively yes. without any religious position. They mm-hmm. must right. enter this and contest ideas intellectually, just like others. Yes. Um, let us know that, 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 the church has never had, you know, has never I'm not hearing another that. level playing uh, field. Mm-hmm. You oh, hear me clearly, no? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yes, I was saying the church was never really playing on a level playing field. Absolutely. No. It's, right? it's it's the church has always operated from a position of privilege. Absolutely. Um, right. I think... Um, what um, you as secularists must interact with, though, is the view that this is quite okay in a democratic society because Christians constitute the majority. You therefore have to interact with that view, interact mm-hmm. with the Christians, I, I would say hijacking or, or utilizing the democratic <laughs> ideal to say, hey, we have a right 
for a privileged position because we are in the majority, you know, and, yes. and, if, and if we really treasure um, the, the democratic ideal, then we shouldn't find any kind of incoherence with the Christians having a, a dominant position when, in fact, they, they, they are far more numerically than, than secularists, than Muslims, than Rastafarians, and so on. I don't know mm-hmm. how uh, Dr. Lazarus would, would, would interact with that. I'd love to hear. Yeah, I, have a, I see your point. I have a problem with the fact that because we're in numerical um, majority, then you should have a privileged position or you should have that dominance in the sense where a lot of has been done numerical um, majority, right? I think we have to look at the ideologies that are being forward. Even if it's dominant ideology, it doesn't mean it's best to go forward with that, right? And, and the other view of it, I don't think we are not Christians, right? Because a lot of the views that are forward may not be representative of all Christian views and values. They just have to be the lowest at the yeah. time. Okay, yeah. Uh, um, unfortunately, um, Dr. Lazarus is still breaking up, or at least I'm not hearing her um, uh, clearly. Yes, yes. So, well, all right. Uh, Latoya, here's the solution. Latoya, um, yeah. if you end your call, end your call and try to re-enter immediately right. and, and see right. if you get yes. a, a better connection, right? And we'll continue okay. with Ian Boyd in the meantime. All right. Yeah. So Ian, you believe in majoritarianism, man, that since the Christians right. are a majority, they must dictate... But I think no, I think I think one way to counter the the, the, the Christians Ilir, yes. um and um, and time is to say that Western democratic um, ideas revolve not just around majoritarianism, but yes. around respect for minority rights. In fact, what distinguishes mm-hmm. the Western notion of, right. um, of of democracy is the rejection of you know any view of the tyranny of the, the, the majority. Right. That, 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 that really um, a, a truly liberal democracy mm-hmm. is one that does not allow the power of the majority to oppress the minority. So minority right. must be respected. And this is what really distinguishes liberal democratic theory from illiberal um, democracies. So I think that that's how we, that's how, you know, the, the, the um, the kind of theonomist Christian um, views right. must, yeah. must be answered. But I, okay. I, I really agree, um, Elir, that I think that, for example, Christian parents, Christian parents should try to influence their children at home. I don't think that they have to depend on state institutions. I, you know, I, I really think that like, a lot of Christians would disagree with me, but I, I, I stand with Elir, for example, mm-hmm. in, in, in saying that there shouldn't be any imposition of prayer on, right. um, on children in, 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 in schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, the Christians true, would true. say that, um, well, you know, a child can be exempted. But I think it was Elir who, 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 who made the start point mm-hmm. on my show really does not talk. But that exemption creates undue stress on the, um, on the child who, who wants to use that. And, mm-hmm. you know, and in, a, in a society that really uh, judges morality and goodness on yes. the basis of faith belief, 
that child would be setting up himself as an evil person, as a demonic person, you know, to be a free thinker. Exactly. So I think exactly. that's exactly. the way. And, the and, way and the there's an easy solution to that, Ian. There's an easy solution to that problem. It is prior that should be optional. You should have to opt in prior rather than opt out. Correct. Absolutely right. Um, but I, I mean, I wouldn't even well, it's not too radical. But I wouldn't be too opposed in having the, not having the the the, the um the the, the prior in the school. But should not it be, be be mandatory or you know a part of it should, the right, in, 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 should occur, it should occur in, in designated for co-curricular activities for extra curricular activities rather. Yes, 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 yes. So in other and words. If Christians who want to engage in corporate worship, they will have a time before the official start of the school day, after yes. the school day, or during lunchtime or something or the other. Yes, 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 yeah. I don't think Christians should be threatened by that, um, by that at all. And no. I think that in a, a time when, when more people are becoming uh, secular, um, more people are 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 questioning religious um, notions uh-huh. that really should take pluralism um, seriously right. and um, create enough spaces for people who who want to exercise the religious um, their non-religious uh, option right. and we shouldn't burden we shouldn't burden them you know there are awkward situations in workplaces for example where prayers are, are required. A person might not want to declare himself as someone who doesn't believe in prayer or who doesn't want to part, participate in, in corporate worship. And, right, and right. That kind of intrusion in the workplace, it forces, it forces that, that person's hand, you know, and, 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 and puts the person on the psychological duress. Um, okay, and, Ian, and, Ian. Yeah, and before, you, before we, we, we release you, and I think we have Latoya back, and I want to get your view and then Latoya's view. Um, at 100, page 160 of Latoya's dissertation, she refers to a particular discourse um, that uh, she says that you subscribe to. And according to this discourse, if Jamaicans are not alert and fail to hold true to their values, they too could succumb to what journalist Ian Byrne terms who quote the obnoxious, undemocratic, intimidating tactics and bullyism of the gay community, which yes. you wrote in Atlanta <laughs> on May 25, 2008. Yes. I, yes. And I'm wondering, I mean, how, how do you kind of um, square, well, first of all, well, of course, you know, I disagree with you on, on your yeah, characterization, but how do you square that with your kind of very liberal approach this is quite consistent because I'm a free speech libertarian. Right. A free speech um, libertarian, I reject these these notions about hate speech, which mm-hmm. would say, for example, that um, one cannot publicly expose mm-hmm. a view that homosexuality is, a, is an abomination that is right. morally degrading. I right. believe. This new notion, this, this growing view that uh, free speech does not include the right to offend. I think that inherent in free speech is the right to offend. Yes. And I think that smuggling in this notion. 
notion of emotional abuse and verbal abuse and right. uh, in the context of free speech is dangerous. Okay. And I think that, 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 that Western liberal democracies are moving in that area. So that is what I call the bullies. Mm-hmm. I'm saying yes. that gay must allow the way in West and others to say that homosexuality is degrading. It is abominable. Right. Christians like to complain about being offended. Sorry? <laughs> Christians like to complain about being offended as well, so it works it works both ways. Yeah, but gay people, but gay people have to be careful. Activists have to be careful. Because what you will find is that after a time. Christian, but more particularly the Muslims. The Muslims are more sensitive, and they will kill you for your expression of um, free speech. Right. They believe, for example, the Muslims say you can't depict Muhammad in a certain way. I think you should be free to insult Muhammad. I right. think you should be you 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 should be free to 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 to, to say awful things about about Jesus. So yes. I I'm consistent, and I think that this the the the, the political um, correctness. Understanding mm-hmm. arguments about how words can harm and how for minorities, you know, the issue is particularly problematic. And I know that, you know, Latoya might say, What would I think about, you know, um, the N word being used for, um, for, right. you know, like, for black people? I think that racists must have the freedom to put forward their racist view. My, my, my mantra is more better speech. That is how you or better speech. That is how you deal with the matter rather than censorship. So that that quotation, yes, that's why I have been I have very, very strongly opposed the the kind of demagoguery that Mm -hmm. I find some um, gay activists which Mm -hmm. will label everything, every kind of opposition to homosexuality as homophobia. I reject Mm -hmm. that view. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally Christians must have the right to propagate their views on homosexuality, and the gay community um, must know that this is one of the consequences of living in a democratic society. Accept the responsibilities that come with it. So, yes. so you have the right to free speech, but but do you accept the responsibilities as well? No. I we don't accept the responsibilities. What's that, Latoya? Hold on. Say that again, Latoya. We don't accept responsibility with free speech, so we're going to cover free speech when it's yeah. been all purpose. But gay activists have the same platform as a local platform because they have the internet yet, but they have already granted the same space to also um, do what they want to say, bring their time to be in their interpretation. So it's looking at, I'm for free speech, but I'm not a journalist, I'm not going to defend it as much as John yeah. will, because I have to look at the yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it appears that you can just drop um, fully healed cause in a second. We're going on a quick break right now. Um, so stand by, Dr. Lazarus, we're going to keep you on hold. Still is still on hold. We'd like to hear um, where exactly the tambourine army is going from here. Stay tuned to the Radio Show. This is another quick blast from the past. 
check this one out. It is Keeper Jesus Off My Face by Monty Python. Stay tuned to the other clip the show. <laughs> Keep your Jesus off my penis, keep your Bible off my balls, keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my wall. You can keep the Virgin Mother and the Resurrection too, keep your Jesus off my penis, I'll keep my penis off of you. Well, I'm freaking sick and tired of turning on the news and seeing the religious rights ungodly fight to take our right to choose. When to bear our children, who to love and how, education and protection if we're just practicing for now. The W, look, obey a book if that's what works for you. But I don't tell you how to pray, so don't you tell me how to screw. Keep your Jesus off my penis, keep your Bible off my balls. Keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my walls. You can keep the virgin mother and the resurrection too. Keep your Jesus off my penis, I'll keep my penis off of you. So you're screaming bloody murder about the Taliban regime, subjugating women, and being too extreme, and basing legislation on some ancient holy book. Does that sound a bit familiar? Here's a mirror. Have a look. And as for the Ten Commandments, they need one more at least. Thou shalt never cover up the acts of pervert priests. Now how they let that happen? Unless they just abhor us. Well, anyway, it adds another layer to the chorus. Keep your Jesus off my penis. Keep your Bible off my balls. Keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my walls. You can keep the Virgin Mother and the Resurrection too. Keep your Jesus off my penis. I'll keep my penis off of you. So you'll execute a person and protect a single cell. But mercy killed eternally ill and you're going straight to hell. Well, I don't know much about the word God. Far be it from me, but I can tell you what it ain't. Hypocristianity. Now, I am not anti-Christian before you grab a rope. There is beauty in religion and joy and love and hope. And we're all looking for the answer to this colossal cosmic cause. But who the fuck are you to turn your views into my laws? It's just believers in the Bible that would have abortion bans. Anti-choice agnostics, I could count them on one hand. And as for killing babies, I have but one retort. If someone raped your daughter, George, you'd beg her to abort. And if some young girl from your church shows up with child or some infection, you taught her what a horrid sin it was to use protection. Well, one day you'll face the pearly gates. And what you gonna say? When that long-haired Jewish peacenik sends your ass the other way, then keep your Jesus off my penis, keep your Bible off my balls, keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my walls. Look, I've had it up to here with all the biblical you spew, so keep your Jesus off my penis. At least that's what I would do. Keep your Jesus off my penis, I'll keep my penis off of you. As if you want me to. Welcome back to the Skeptics Radio Show. Wow, that was a blast. The past to tell you, we've been yes. having so fun here. So these four and also really good episodes close to the end of the season um, with some really interesting guests, some really insightful discussion, and so on. We have live in studio with us right now, Dr. Lazarus Latoya Lazarus, who recently completed her dissertation. I think a few years ago. Yeah, um, 2013. 2013, right? Completed her um, doctoral dissertation. Looking at the influence of the church 
the Jamaican state. Um, along with uh, Dr. Rosette, and Boyne as well, who um, is one of Jamaica's most vocal Christian uh, apologists and a veteran journalist of, of being order, who has, um, I think this is his second time on the Skeptics Radio Show. Yes, sir. Uh, and he and Latoya have been exchanging views on the issue here, and we return to the first guest at Gibson, we we like to hear from her before we end the show. But Dr. Lazarus, mm-hmm. right before the break, right before the break, I had a question in, in, yeah. in the chat room. I'd like to just throw the question out and hopefully Dr. Lazarus will deal with it and then probably Ian Mike. So the question is coming from Sharon Smith and she asked, should Jamaica... Public, should Jamaican publicly funded schools be allowed to opt out of comprehensive sex ed for students on the basis of church affiliation? So in other words, so for, for, for um, Jamaican schools, which were started by the churches, but are now publicly funded, should they be allowed to opt out of something like a comprehensive sex education curriculum, which um, part of the curriculum might go against some of their theological principles. Uh, Dr. Lazarus first, and then Ian Boyne. Dr. Lazarus, go ahead. Um, I think so. I think the same way second kids have to do religious studies when they go to some schools. I don't think you, they should be allowed to upload. Um, I think the other way they can address a skewed part of the curriculum would necessarily be allowed to upload. All right, cool. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you heard that very clearly, uh, Ian, but essentially Dr. Lazarus is saying, no, no, they should not be allowed to opt out. Um, you know, plain and simple, this is comprehensive sex education. They should be allowed to just out of it. It's safe to skip out of aspects of history biology because the church said you could. Yeah. What are some of your thoughts on that, uh, Ian? Well, I, I think that the issue of the, the uh, church um, schools up to now is not really the, the fact that the matter is that the ministry educator would not adopt a comprehensive sex education program that would be out of line with um, with church teachings. I don't think that you would have the situation of of a kind of a two long comprehensive sex education. I think yeah. the issue, the issue the problem, is that problem. Sorry? If, if, if the Ministry of Education itself will not yeah. adopt a comprehensive sex education yeah, curriculum yeah. because yeah. of Jamaica's church heritage, Christian heritage, yeah. don't you think that is a, a fundamental pedagogical problem? Yes. Well, well, well one, they, they, again, you see, um, it could come back to this view. Remember that the the the, the, the to choose of uh, a, a set of values that it wants to, um, to that it wants to promote. Yeah. Uh, since there has been no such thing really as values-free, values-neutral um, education, the, the state could well think that it is it it is following its Christian um, um, heritage by putting forward certain kinds of uh, views. Even though I think that within a, with an educational system, what should happen is that people should be 
exposed to a variety of um, views and a variety of, of positions. Yeah. Because it is in those institutions that those positions can be critiqued. And uh, as I say, if, they, if, if, if parents assume their um, role of inculcating their um, values, and if the Christian parents inculcate Christian influence values, then they, they, they shouldn't be as disturbed as they usually are about their children being exposed to alternate um, views in school. After all... But is there a hypocrisy of the parents that have? They are exposed Hold on. Go ahead, Dr. Lazarus. Hold on. Ian, go ahead, Dr. Lazarus. We're not addressing that there's a hypocrisy that we see that parents have in the sense where most kids nowadays have access to the internet. They are being exposed all forms of sexuality and sexual practices without any guidelines or, or any other kind of um, safety net, right? Yes. So right. why is it, why we oppose it? We're teaching um, young people about their sexual reproductive health. I might have difficulty hearing. Dr. Lazarus is essentially saying, why should um, the, the, the Ministry of Education be guarded about the aspects and sexuality that they choose to teach when children could easily go online, talk to their friends, um, look on social media, uh, you know, watch some of these movies, and they're exposed to all the varieties, all the different rainbow colors of sex and sexuality yeah. which yeah. exist on the planet. And, and it, 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 it's, it's a kind of hypocrisy, and it's very insular thinking.
sexuality and then everybody else. But you have to kind of have it pleased. But what right. about it, you just have to really that um, I think on Sunday, you, know, you have the day talk and the kind of information that you people are asking, they do some education. Yes, yes. Right. Guys, Ian has to go, has to leave us shortly, so let's give him a chance to give up some concluding remarks so we can release him to his library. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no Thanks very much for again, I want I want to say before I go that I, I continue to be impressed by the, the caliber of discussion that you have on, on the show. And the caliber of the guests. I mean, you are really some of the most engaging people whom you bring yes. on this. And it's a pity we don't have a, 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 a show like this. On, on Jamaican traditional um, media in prime time, yes. yeah. it just can be discussed, you know? I mean, there are yes. shows yes. where current events are discussed and, uh, you know, public affairs issues. But these, you know, philosophical, sociological, theological um, issues really need a forum. I mean, yes. I, I love to do a show like this, but quite frankly, I don't think it will it be... It would be a marketing success, you know. So, I, I, <laughs> yes. right. so Hillier and I have sidestepped all of that. We just branch out on our own. We don't have any corporate sponsors. We don't have any market share. We, 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 we don't do absolutely. No, man. It's, a, it's a, 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 a really the, the, the caliber of the, the discussion and the quality of the discourse is very, very high. And as I had mentioned um, on an early occasion when I appeared on mm-hmm. the program. It's a tribute to to um atheists of color because you know um yes. atheists of color are underrepresented in uh, in North America. It's quite so yeah. quite so yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and for, for atheists of color and happy um Jamaicans to be able to have this kind of intellectual discourse I think is um is a tribute. So I disagree with you guys on your on on your atheism. But I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you very much, no, Ian. We really appreciate that. The work that you are, you are doing. I, I think conclu- in conclusion, mm-hmm. I would say that um, the theocratic notions of the state should be resisted or rejected and yes. should be resisted by Christians themselves because it I must agree. be understood. Yeah. When, when people were fleeing from... Um, from, from Britain and going to the U.S. They were going there because they were fleeing state religion. They right, wanted right. to be in a society where, where, where they, were free, they were free to form their own religious views. Mm-hmm. And what you especially with Christianity, um, so balkanized, is that you are going to have things of perspective that would dominate. And actually, Christians themselves will be persecuted because, as you know, from uh-huh. looking at... Uh, Christian uh, um, history. The Christians have been most brutal. Um, oh yes. With their, they have, they have reserved their their greatest um, ire and acrimony for for the heretics rather yeah. than oh, yes. the atheists. So I think that the Christians fundamentally, especially the, the non-conformist groups like the, the Adventists, Jehovah's Witnesses, and so on, yeah. they have a vested interest in joining hands with. With you guys and Latoya in resisting uh, mm-hmm. Christian uh, theonomy. So I think yes. that mm-hmm. 
um, in a democratic in a democratic society, all views must attend. All philosophical positions um, must attend, yes. and no one no one religion should yes. be given privileged position. That that is my. Opinion. Thank you All very right. much, Ian. Enjoy your that, library time on Sunday. And we really <laughs> appreciate you spending a little time <laughs> with us today. Richard has his latest book now called World in, um, in History. As it, um, it is you know, the leading foreign policy expert. So yes, I, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, be going man. to that. Good book. Right okay. Good, good. All right. Take care, Ian. Thanks so much. All right. Yeah, All man. No problem. All right, cool. So that was uh, veteran journalist Ian Boyne and Christian apologist as well, um, along with Dr. Latoya Lazarus. I, I guess, Dr. Lazarus, you might have to be leaving soon as well. Um, I, I wasn't working. Why, wow, you're going to get rid of me? No, man. No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> we, I was just wondering because we, we, we had you down for a particular time and you really gave us oh. some good points, some good discussions. So, yeah, I, I mean, if you, like if, you can, if you can stay on a little bit longer, we'd like that as well. Okay, then I'll start there. Okay. I All right, good. All right, cool. So, we're going to take another quick break right now. Uh, and then, after the break, we're going to bring back Stella Gibson, who has been on hold. And we want her to tell us where exactly the Tambourine Army is going from here. Now that they have, a, you know, a social media presence and persons have registered their, um, you know, willingness to be a part of the Tamarine Army. We're from here in terms of the advocacy of this movement. Stay tuned to the Other Skeptics Radio Show. This is Peter Tosh with Equal Rights and Justice.
Today on the Yardistics Radio Show, we are concluding Season 4. This is Season 4, Episode 13, our season finale. We are looking at the relationship between church and state and what a season it has been. We've been having some really good discussions uh, since uh, this episode has started. We earlier had Ian Boyne who um, is a veteran journalist in Jamaica and a Christian apologist. And he, Dr. Lazarus, has been having a discussion back and forth about the role of the church in a democratic state. But originally, and at the start of this, we had Ella Gibson on, um, who spoke about how, uh, you know, a series of events led to the formation of what is called the Tamarind Army, a social media um, born movement, which I'm guessing will now go beyond social uh, media, a movement which which came out of a situation which happened in Jamaica, when a, a pastor, a senior pastor at a Moravian church, was caught in a sexually compromising position with a minor. I'll we'll go back to right now. Dr. Lazarus, we're going to try to contact Dr. Lazarus differently. So while he works on that, I'll go right back to Stella. Stella gives. Yes. You've been listening to discussion, uh, and I'm sure you agree with a lot of sentiments that Dr. Lazarus um, has been put forward about the way that church has uh, adversely and unfairly influenced affairs in Jamaica, and agree, you know, yeah. the church should, should, should pull back in many ways. You spoke about the Tambourine Army. We, we heard the hilarious genesis of the name Tambourine Army. <laughs> but, but what now? Fine. Um, you know, persons are uh, on the one hand, persons want to be part of this this screen, and on the other hand, you might have persons who are worried that this is just not a social media thing. Um, you know, it it will die out a while. This is about a nine-day wonder. How do you respond to those things? First of all, tell us who does want to be a part of the temporary? Yeah. 
Uh, one of the things I, I like to tell people when they ask me about the tambourine army is that it's a radical movement. And we call it a radical movement because uh, what we're building is a movement and a coalition of individuals and organizations, many of whom have already been doing advocacy-related work um, on this issue. And I think because among us, especially the, the eight founding members, eight women, among us, okay. we, 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 I mean, we, we're doing the, you know, the regular stuff, the, the workshops here and there, the, 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 the lobbying government, you know, participating in giant select committee hearings and all, all, all that kind of stuff. We've been doing work towards addressing this issue. But I think okay. what has happened over the past few weeks is that we realized that there was a moment for us to seize. And in that moment, we had to make a decision that how we would approach this issue had to be different from how we've been always approaching it. And so one of yeah. the things that I believe is very different from how we've been approaching the, the issue is how survivor-centered mm -hmm. the tambourine army is. Um, we, we, I mean, we, we're still in our very, 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 very formative, um, <laughs> I should say, days. Uh, and we, we're trying to get persons, you know, who support what we're doing to come on, lend um, their skills, their expertise, and, and help us to actually get some activities off the ground and running. And so we have to do okay. some administrative things. And one of those things, you know, was coming up with uh, the strategic objectives that would guide every single activity that we decide to undertake. And if, if you have the time, I would like to read them yes, for your right listeners. Ahead. Right. The first yes. one is that we want to provide multi-sectoral support and alternative healing spaces for survivors of sexual violence. And we say alternative healing spaces because we recognize that everybody may not necessarily benefit from a, um, a council. You're sitting in, in their office for an hour this week, next week, you talk and you come back and do the same thing. Some persons need more than that. So when we talk about alternative healing spaces, we're talking about things like our healing circle, which takes place by the beach. We had the first official one this morning, which was quite lovely. Uh, the second strategic objective is that we want to reduce and eliminate sexual grooming of our children. Because we recognize a lot of Jamaicans, the average Jamaican may not necessarily understand the concept of yes. sexual grooming, whether in a legal or any other context. And so we want to ensure that more people are aware of what it is, what are some of the right. signs and, you know, right, how, right, how, right, how right. To, to, to reduce and limit. The third one is we want to strengthen the capacity of state and the community institutions and agencies to reduce and eliminate yes. sexual violence. And this will include doing work with, you know, police officers, um, work with agencies like the CDA, et cetera, to find out okay. which parts of the system, you know, are most broken and how we can fix it. And while we try to fix right. it, right. what are the working parts and how can we best connect our survivors with, say, you know, compassionate officers in Sissoka, who know to do their job and do it well, and that sort of thing. Uh, and the fourth one is uh, we want to positively change the public narrative and attitudes towards survivors of sexual violence. Yeah? Okay. And the last one is we also want to build what we 
we will be the largest sustainable Jamaican coalition against sexual violence. So this is not going to be a nine-day thing or a one-year, two-year, you know. It is going to exist even after um, Stella Gibbs is no, you know, no longer around. Because yeah. we, we, re, we, we recognize the importance of dealing with the issue and dealing with it in a radical way, just uprooting things. Whether we're going to call people near, we probably have a costume bad road in a certain private spaces, um, you know, <laughs> shake up something, just shake up some yeah. people and let people who've been controlling the system, you know, for years, right, 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 that right. the people them ready to rise up. And when we say the people them yeah. ready to rise up, them ready to rise up. Because I think so, when we posted the email address, which is tambourinearmy at gmail.com. I think uh, about 24 hours after we posted the, 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 the email address inviting people to sign up and be a part of the movement, we got like about 30 responses, you know, and yeah. the last time I checked, we were well over, over 60 responses, people pledging their support, you know, telling you what they can do, what they, and, and people are ready to, 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 to pay for the, the defamation suit that them here coming against me. Uh, but that's uh, all. So hold on. <laughs> we, 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 I'm, I'm going to bring Dr. Zero seconds because I'd like her take on what um, your movement has been doing. But do you have yes. any to Oh, no, no, no. Everybody is welcome. Once you commit yeah. to ending sexual violence in Jamaica, you are welcome. All if you come from okay. the church. Could you tell us the email addresses? It's tambourinearmy at gmail.com. Okay, and, and there you said there isn't a, a, a Facebook page as yet? No, not yet, but that, that, that is coming. Uh, we we okay. did the logo. We're working on, you know, um, a, a profile to sort of describe what we do, why we're doing it, and all of that. That's where the strategic objectives come in. So, you know, We'll, 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 you'll, you'll see more of us um, on social media. We also got somebody who volunteered to build a website for us. And that website okay. will also serve as a sort of virtual one-stop shop for survivors to get, uh, you yes. know, the, the multi-sectoral support that, that, that they need. Because that is also a part of the problem. Survivors sometimes right. don't bother with the system because of how difficult yes. it is. Yes, You know, yes. to, to True, even, true, true. Yeah. So, to navigate. Yeah, so I'm yeah, going to bring yeah, back Dr. Yeah. Lazarus and, and, and Hillier now. Dr. Lazarus, are you there? Yes, I am. Good. All right, so we hear much Can you hear me? Okay. Are you able to hear just now talk about the Tambourine Army? Yes, I actually took some time and noticed that you're on Twitter as well. Oh, no, we're not yeah. on Twitter. Yes. We're, we're not we, on we, Twitter. I'm following some conversations. No man, so maybe the hashtag. hashtag. Right, right. Yeah. So so people are using the hashtag and I think some people change their Twitter names to to Tambourine Arm, but we don't have Oh, so it's not actually Right, right. We don't we don't have the only thing we have right now is the email address. But by the end of of, of this week you can definitely look for for more from us. Okay. In terms of our social media presence, yes. Do you have any thoughts on, on this um, coalition? I, I, I hear you using the term interchange. Yeah, the I, I, movement. What, what exactly is it? And, and Dr. Lazarus, do you have any thoughts? 
So my, I, I actually think it's a, the ideas of it, it sounds like a great coalition. Um, of course, with the skepticism around um, naming, na- calling names, well, then you explain your argument, and I supported it 100%. And it, it looks to me that the Caribbean, the Anglophone Caribbean, um, is, is waking up to the fact that our, our children and young women are, um, face an increasing amount of, of sexual abuse before they reach the age of 20, right? Because yeah, here yeah. in Barbados, too, you, you just need to turn on the radio, and there, is, there are tons of, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, tons of advertisements telling you that sexual abuse of, against children will not and cannot be tolerated. So it seems to be a cultural awareness that is, that is um, opening up. And it's, but it's not unique to, to people who don't identify with church, because I also noticed that fundamental, um, fundamentalist Christians also jump on the bandwagon. Right, mm-hmm. where they 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 are seeking to somewhat um, become dominant, um, or to get to to be the ones to voice these concerns, and then with other ideological positions around it, that is that may yes. not be a holistic way to, uh, right. to address the issue. Right, so it's a, yes, we're going to um, approach. We're going to talk yeah. about um, sexual abuse of young people, but yet they're not um, advocating. Um, giving young people all the tools, including their comprehensive sexual education, to yes. know what things like grooming, grooming are and families, yeah, right? Exactly. Because that's not something, yeah. as Ms. As, as Gibson pointed out, it's not something that we know about, right? We don't mm-hmm. think a nice fellow yeah. or a nice woman. And, mm-hmm. and so what we're, we're shutting doors, or there's a risk of people um, collapsing it with other kind of movements and saying, okay, then all these sexual talks is, is some kind of moral and cultural um, um, degradation is going to happen, and mm-hmm. and that's the danger of, of that, right? Yes, that, that's another so, yeah. important point, and I'd like Stella to respond to it. I mean, what about if Christians start to join this tambourine? Uh, and as as a part of their suggestions for healing, they're coming with prayer and this kind of thing, and you know, the, the, the church involving. Oh. How do you? Um, to be to be, be honest, um, Clive, I, in, in a lot of in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, I I think I kind of stand with um Ian, um, regarding some points he was making earlier. So if it is that somebody believes that prayer, for example, is something that could help them, uh, you know, yes. in their on their healing journey. I am not going to suggest, or the army is not going to suggest that that is something we take away from Otherwise. that person. Remember, okay. one of the things yeah. I pointed to earlier, that one of the, the, the things that makes the tambourine army very different from every, you know, every other entity that we've seen or been a part of is how survivor-centered it is. So nobody... Okay. is going to be praying for anybody who does not want to be prayed for. You get what I'm saying? It is about right. yeah. what the survivors want. And even they, they say their names. We we don't encourage people. I mean, my back broad. And so if somebody share um an experience with me and they're okay with me calling the name of the perpetrator, I'll call the name of the perpetrator for them. I am not going to yeah. tell them to, to, to call the name. So when we say say their names, okay. it is saying names in private. Um, it's saying names in public. Okay. 
and it will also account for persons who may want to talk about their experiences, even in private, without, without mentioning the perpetrator because they're probably not ready. So, you know, um, I, I realize, especially in mainstream media, that a lot of persons have been, you know, um, restricting the Say Their Names movement to literally just that, saying the names on social media. And that's mm-hmm. not what it is about. What it is about yeah. is uh, empowering or facilitating the empowerment of survivors to reach okay. to a place where they are not afraid to acknowledge who their perpetrators are and move, shift the shame away from them as survivors. Because when they when when, when we don't say the names of perpetrators, what we are doing is we are placing a really, really um heavy burden on our survivors and we ask them to walk with that shame and some of them right. probably even have to work with the person or the person living in wow. the community or living at the yeah. yard. Right? And so it. if mm-hmm. yeah. right. So, so when we say say their names, it's really about empowerment. It's not about saying the name um on, on Facebook. I may do that because what mm-hmm. that does right. it wakes up everybody. And it makes everybody uncomfortable. And that is the kind of advocacy that we need right now to get rid of sexual violence. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Because I guess one of the comments that I'm sure you've got, Taylor, is that Mm -hmm. this particular approach, this particular method of advocacy, it might be a bit too offensive for someone who likes to join. Yeah, Um, yes. I have person who they, they, they don't like language. why does she have to be so abrasive what is yes. all the expletives uh, uh-huh. why 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 you know so, so yes. how yes. do you respond to those persons and, I mean it's like you're literally going far yeah um, I've actually been called into a few meetings you know over my use of expletives and so on um, they, I think Nationwide even brought a story where they, they couldn't even read my response. All they had to say was that it was an expletive-laden response because they really couldn't pick anything <laughs> out of it <laughs> to read on air. But what I said to, to someone in a meeting uh, well, late, well, Sunday, yeah, late last week was that, uh, you see, when you're cut by road in Jamaica, yes. people pay attention. People right. pay attention, right? Um, so expletives have, have, a, have their place. And I, 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 I will curse a lot. I will use a lot of expletives um, on, on, on Facebook, for example, because I think a space like that allows for that kind of communication and allows you to reach a lot of people that you probably wouldn't reach, you know, with your, the, the nice, fancy, liberal, left-leaning, bossy language and, and, and all of that. Yeah? Um, you want people to pay attention. I mean... It's like you, you want people to realize that we are dealing with some real deep um issues and, and if yeah. you can uproot that and sometimes you can take a bad word to uproot that. Yes. You know, yes. I, I comment I, somebody was questioning, you know, um my aggressiveness uh the other day and I commented and I said on I I do a lot of advocacy work different because my advocacy is intersectional that's what i tell people so i work in a lot of other areas and i said to yeah. them that in all my other related advocacy work i am i mean I, I i try as much as possible i try as much as possible to be as diplomatic 
as I can, yeah. right? And use the right. right kind of language. But you see, when it come on to this business of sexual violence, especially against picnic, me other yeah. cause any amount of blood cut me one cause. Not a lot. You Right. Every year the case them 
the numbers are increasing. No, man, we're happy to stop. We're happy we're yeah. yeah. Well, you, you, have, you have support from uh, persons in our, in our chat room, though. Uh, you have support from Dr. Sharon Smith. She, as you know, Dr. Dr. Smith already is tell us uh, that yeah. she's an economist. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, she's from, uh, okay. have support from Dr. David Ince. He mm-hmm. is a renewable energy specialist, Barbadian mm-hmm. as well. He's Bayesian and he's mm-hmm. an atheist as well. He's um, one of Hillier and, and, and I are close friends, right? So, yeah. you know, you, you've had, you're, you're having quite a fact. Yeah, well, um, just tell it, tell them to send an email. Tell, tell the person to send an email. Yes, email tambourinearmy at gmail.com and, and then we get Are a response. We have Shanika who is supportive as well. And Shanika is the person who has a Facebook organization set up to carry goods for children, ah. for school children who are underprivileged and so on. So she oh. is involved in a bit of youth work as Good well as all of yes. these persons that are interested. And we want all of you to send an email to tambourine mm-hmm. army. At gmail.com. At gmail.com, yes. And the Facebook support. page coming soon. And the website. All right. Mm. That's all. Right. That's all. You said I have to leave a little early. I, I didn't. I missed that. Did you have to. Hello? You have to leave now. Uh, yeah, cause we have a visitor. We promise we are going to go out. No worries. No worries. <laughs> you you have been quite gracious. This is actually the third Sunday we've tried to meet you. So. Glad you stayed a little bit longer this time because I had to open up the time. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Stella. Um, we'll yes. definitely be keeping an eye on your movement. And we hope mm-hmm. that, that you see the kind of success that, that, that you want to see. The Yard of Skeptics, when we return um, season five later in 2017, we'll definitely invite you back for updates. Yes, and, 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 and look out for a big March, March 11th. I'll leave you with All that. All right. All right. right. Thank you very much. Yes, all right. All right. So that was a general or the major of the tambourine army. General. Not the highest general, right? So the general. Or field marshal. Or field marshal. Right. The head cook and the back marshal of the tambourine army. And and she really laid out the foundation of what that, that movement stands for. And mm-hmm. we want to thank her for being on the Yard of Skeptics Radio Show. We still have Dr. Lazarus on with us. And if you want to the phone lines, anybody who is interested, if there are mm-hmm. any questions, chat room. Uh, the phone number is 619-924-9749. Again, 619-924-9749. still have Dr. Lazarus on. We have about 12 or so minutes in this season. 12 or more. 12 or so minutes so if you're going to call, now would be the time. Dr. Lazarus, so you've done your PhD dissertation. Yes. You've published, you've published on the influence of church uh, on the Jamaican state. What next? What is your next step from, from, from here? Do you plan to continue looking at the relationship? Yes. Between the church and the Jamaican state. Yes. Next, uh, yes, yes, I plan to continue. I plan to continue. In fact, I've started looking at uh, um, the mobilization of conservative Christians now in Barbados and the use of the rhetorics around protecting the family. Yes. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. I, I'm sure. So we, we, we have, a, we have a, a guest here in our chat room. 
his screen name is Carb Apis. He, he he's actually Dr. David Apis, who is one of the first mm-hmm. Caribbean persons to actually start a podcast dealing with secularism, atheism in the Caribbean, and he's actually a member of the Conservative Church, one Baptist, and it's then he started his podcast and has learned quite a bit on his blog about the relationship between church and state in Barbados and so on. And I'm sure mm-hmm. um, he would like to comment, uh, you know, uh, David, if you want to call him, that would be a good time. Uh, yeah. I've seen David talking about some of these televangelists descending on Barbados. <laughs> And it happened wow. to Jamaica as well. It happened to Jamaica in the 70s. because what Yeah, happened um, was but that... there's a connection between the movements as well, too, you know. Because yeah. you yeah. can see the two groups talking together. So the, the activists from Barbados are often represented in the Jamaican space. And they look to Jamaica for, for, for what to do next, right? And it's a right. similar discourse. Right. The, the discourse that they yeah. use is, is, is yeah. similar, right? Right. Because we're similar discourse about we want to protect the family, the Caribbean family in crisis, and it's a it's a powerful yes. discourse because yeah, yeah. the discourse that whether you're you're with them or not, um, you you can't deny that there's something going on with Caribbean family. There's always been something going on with Caribbean family since the Caribbean came into being, mm-hmm. and right. and so they use that legitimate discourse of fighting colonialism, um, protecting this family that has always been in danger, whatever this family is. Yeah. And then underneath right. that, there are those ideological positions about who can belong and who can't that are dangerous, yeah. right? Mm. Yeah. Definitely. So are, you, are you one of those persons who potentially in the future might start some kind of campaign, movement, social media, given what you found out from your uh, research? Um. I don't think I reached there yet. Right now I'm just watching you guys and your social media present and trying to make sense of what's happening with the Caribbean yes. cultural landscape. So I'm at that stage now where I'm just I'm just the one um putting it together so that there's something left back for us to an archive left back for us to see the changes and the political yes. kind of discourses that took place around culture and religion. Right. right. If 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 our guests want to know and I'm sure some of them might be wondering what, if any, would you consider your religious affiliation, your religious stance to be? Are you religious any at all? Are you a secularist? Um, I'm Christian with no denominational. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> well, I believe in Christian values, but I have no denominational affiliation. So rather, I'll say that. I, I still hold on to some Christian values. I do not believe that they should be um, forced or privileged within societies. So okay. I do hold, I do treasure. Um, so I'm not, I'm not a Christian apologist. I, I do treasure living in a secu- in, in secular societies. Right? Okay. So but wary of, of secularism if it becomes religious itself. Right. Okay. But you describe it as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Well, I describe could, could myself as, as, as a person who believes in some Christian values, yes. I now remember how you, 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 you yeah. dropped Nick's family in your thesis since you said that I, 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 I don't sort of embrace a more nuanced appreciation of, 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 of Christianity. and. Some but that was in context of the article, <laughs> so we have to put the things in context of the article. I remember it was an analysis of a, of a discourse between you and, and Ian Boyne. 
So it wasn't yeah. you in general. It was in the position you were putting forward at the moment. So like the other your other guests that you have, I still do believe that um, we can't completely dismiss all of Christianity in the Caribbean when we're deal the reality is that we're dealing with people who are not just Christian but of other religious affiliations. Right? Yeah. But I also see the danger of privileging any religious voice, whether it's Christian, Islamic, Hinduism or Buddhist, right? Okay. But I, I okay. I'm of the view that because if we want to confront real um issues and social and cultural issues in the Caribbean, we can't dismiss dismiss religious voices from it. No, no, no. Not always the approach it with skepticism.
Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Latoya and Hillier with joined David, Dr. David and he, he, he goes by the name David He heard us talking about Bible just now and he decided to call in. David, what's up? Yeah, very good. Um, congrats again on another good season. I didn't hear everything, but of course I'm always interested in the church state separation. What's that? Welcome, Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, thanks. It's always great to be yeah. on and great to, to hear what you guys are talking. I mean, we had a time when church state separation is obviously very important to keep in mind in, in so many right. ways, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, David, yeah. Dr. Lazarus spoke briefly about uh, that Bibles tend to look to Jamaica to see where next to move along conservative trajectory. How do you find that playing out bad society, David? Do you see this as a problem? Do you think, um, you know, what are your thoughts on, on, the, on the conservative uh, religious fascist movement that's going on in Babylon? Yeah, I would I would agree that sometimes we do look at um, at Jamaica for some for where to go with that trajectory. Mm-hmm. I'd say we tend to be a, a conservative society in many ways, so it's uh, activism sometimes just takes some time to, to really get going. But mm-hmm. I'd, I'd still mm-hmm. say though, I'd still say that there is quite a a, a movement, at least a change in thoughts happening in terms of of religion. I think that there's a little bit more pushback. But uh, it's a, such a strongly entrenched culture still that God should lead everything, and it's, it's hard to it's hard to still get people to recognize that a secular way is just as effective and efficient, right. Right. and uh, that you don't need. To, I mean, I heard talk there just about the importance of Christian values, and of course, you know, we would say that you know there are there are certain human values that are that are. There for everyone, everyone can, can, can accept. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Right. And, 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 and all the other religions as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that was so beginning to, to think a bit, but it's, uh, it's taking some time. The challenge, it's good the to challenge know that we, we, we're trying. Yeah. The challenge, David, I think, I agree, that whenever a person says, ah, uh, should delay by God and, and put God first, Put me first because I present God. I am the spokesperson. Right. I can work on behalf of Him, um, and in His absence, you have as good a representation of the divine Im- image as you'll ever get in me. Right? Sublimely, right? That's not going to show up on its own behalf. What they really are yeah. truly advocating is to put me first. Put me in charge. Because I talk about every day. God is my friend. When I go home in the evening, I see cooking and he tells me what to do. That's how some of these people think. Yeah, and, I would and, agree. And, and, I mean, uh-huh. What you end up with is the most tyrannical form of government ever. And we see that kind of playing out in the, US, the United States right now. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I think I think a big part of it is this idea that there must be some one person, and so if there's no God, someone has to step in the place. Instead of recognizing that we can actually get these values by working together and coming up with some consensus yeah, in terms right. of what is the way to go. Well, you I know, think. It's, it's, yeah. Yes. I've been doing research, research, though, and a lot of people 
in I've been doing some recent research and interviews around values, and I I think of what the anxieties anxieties are for a lot of people is that they believe that a replacement of God or or increasing secularization means that that people will adopt values that are that are counterproductive, right? So you increasingly mm-hmm. hear people talking about the increase in materialism or people becoming individualistic and, and the community disappearing and that sense of responsibility yeah. that they have. And some of that is nostalgia, right? Some of that is nostalgia yeah. to a past that may not have even looked like that, except from in their imagination. But there's this anxiety of, of, of what, will, what will replace um christianity or religion yeah, 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 right yeah. so so, so that's what yeah. i've been seeing coming out of interviews with people that there a lot of them are saying oh yes young people who are not religious are there for this and and people as you said don't look at okay then what about representation then of god in you or the representation of something else right or humanity exactly we are, we are down to our last minute and a half, if not less. Um, I have to take this opportunity to thank, um, thank Dr. Latoya Lazarus for joining us on our last episode finale for season four. Um, thank you also, Ian Bynes, um, earlier for coming. Um, David In for joining us in studio and all our wonderful um, crew in the chat room who have supported us throughout season four. Um, we will be back in May for season five. Um, and certainly in the interim, please, you know, send your, your suggestions, your ideas. All right. Go to run. Definitely. Bye. All right. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Enjoy the conversation. Bye. So it shall be in the end. This is Biggie Marley. Love is my religion. See you guys soon. Yeah. Love is my religion.